control because I felt like I was trying to change my son. I was trying to do that. And God really telling me, you are. (laughs) And that's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to love him the way I love him. I'm Susan Goss, and as a seasoned therapist of more than 15 years, I'm honored to have had the opportunity to gain so much wisdom from so many people and love passing that knowledge on to others. So join me and some of my favorite friends as we share some tangible truths with you. Hey guys, welcome back to Tangible Truth Podcast. Okay, we're on a roll here, aren't we? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> With uh, Loving Well, Mothering for a Lifetime. So today, we're going to jump right on in. We still have Karen Campbell, Megan Jones, Brooke Smith, myself, and Carrie Salee. And we're going to jump on in with um, Loving Teenagers Well unconditionally. Wow, that's a big topic. And then we're going to make time. We're going to make ourselves kind of say on a semi-schedule today and do parenting adult children. So those are the two big topics we're going to talk about today on the mothering issue. If you've not heard the prior episode, please go back because they are really, really good episodes for all of us to be reminded of mothering and loving well. Okay, so teenagers, that would be three of us that fit in that category, right? And I want uh, Megan and Brooke to jump in if you want to as well. But Karen, you and I have raised teenagers, and Carrie, you're in the middle of it. Uh, I am. I am. (laughs) So I don't know if you want to jump in or if you want to listen. Either way is fine. But Karen, you've got how many again? How many children? I have two children. You have two children. Grown, yes. And and I have two. But we have been through this stage of our children's life in raising teenagers, right? And it is, was that an easy stage for you, Karen, or a hard, harder stage? You know, I think it was just a different stage because when they're little, you're so exhausted physically and you're just doing and going and thinking and it's exhausting, you know, but when they get to be teenagers, then it's more exhausting mentally, I think. And they want to talk later at night and when you're really tired and maybe you're not up for it, but it's just really important to be present. I think, I think they need you when they're teenagers as much as when they're littles. I, I'm really glad you you differentiated that the way you did, because that's exactly the way I feel, that when they're littles, it is very physical. It is also mental, for sure, but it is so physical because, you know, like I said, I'm keeping grands this week and it is physically so, you know, draining sometimes. And because they're so active, full of energy and all that, teenagers, it's more draining mentally, right? It is. And so... I appreciate what you said. I'm going to jump right into the piece of loving teenagers well and your point about I like to talk at night. Uh, We were kind of visiting before the podcast and Brooke was taking a note. She said, I'm going to write that. I'm going to write that one down. I'm going to write that one down when mine get older. And this is what really with having two boys, one of them that didn't really share a lot, one of them that shared more. What I found that really worked well in our house was late at night, my boys both love chocolate chip cookie, chocolate chip cookies, but what they loved the most was the chocolate chip cookie dough. 
<laughs> and so uh, late at night, and I'm talking like 11, 11, 15, um, a lot of nights they would um, say, I'd love some cookies and we'd go in the kitchen and I would get out and start making chocolate chip cookie doughs, chocolate chip cookie dough. And they would have a lot of times their friends over. I loved our house to be the house where all the friends came. And uh, I start making chocolate chip cookie dough. And that's when they tended to share more around the chocolate chip cookie dough. And they were just real comfortable, especially Chad. He would open up more around, you know, the chocolate chip cookie dough. And I love that. Um, that And so what you have to be is willing to um, stay up later and make some chocolate chip cookie dough. And because that was his thing. That was kind of Jake's things too. Uh, Jake's thing too. And having a, a friend with him, uh, sometimes we were talking earlier, sometimes that friend too is a buffer. Uh, and it's easier to talk when you've got a best friend with you sometimes. And we were also talking, listeners, that sometimes your kids may tell you things that perhaps you do want to hear and sometimes you don't want to hear, but it's really important not to overreact. I would say it that way. So your facial expression matters. Uh, so if they're telling you something that is shocking to you, don't go, ah, you can't see my face. But don't overreact. Just um, be, okay, I'm curious to know. Be curious. You know, a therapist word, you're going to hear us use that word a lot because curiosity, I think when we first started even this podcast, first episode, first season, one of the very first podcasts was on being curious because it's such an important word because when you're curious with someone, it automatically shows, hey, I care about you. If I'm curious with you, I want to know more about you. I want to know more about what you're talking about. I'm not making a quick judgment. I'm just curious because when you're curious, it always leads to the next thing. So as a therapist, we're very curious with our clients that are sitting in front of us because it always is going to lead to the next thing. Same with your teenagers. Be very curious with them but and don't automatically assume the worst because they will pick up on that immediately and be super defensive. And then it's shut down immediately, right? It sounds uh, like you just created a really like, non-threatening environment for boys like open up like we're just sitting over cookie dough I'm just kind of here listening and mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and not there to check in did you do all your homework did you do this did you do that you're just letting them sit and talk about their world because as teenagers well kids in general like you have very little uh, control over what your day-to-day -day or life looks like because you have to follow everybody else's rules. You're mm -hmm. not an adult yet. You're right. And just providing that environment, it sounds like you just give them a space to have like voice and tell you what's going on and what they experience. Mm -hmm. Yes, totally. And, and a real casual, really safe environment. And who doesn't want to open up in that kind of environment mm -hmm. versus what you're talking about. Very rural, mm -hmm. rural, it's sterile, yes. you know, environment. So yes, exactly. Did you find that Karen? I did. And um, Megan, you said something during the break about knowing their currency that I thought was really interesting. Mm -hmm. 
I don't remember if that was me or not, but I love that word, right? That, that word that says that if we really can get to know our children in a way that we're watching them, and it sounds like that's really kind of what you did, um, Susan, is you were so watchful and careful with each child to say, how is it that I get to their hearts? If Chad isn't a child that likes to talk a lot, how can I make the, the world safer for him to be able to talk, mm-hmm. right? And so I think that we move so fast the world moves so fast. It's so easy to look past those things, but seeing what their currency is, right? Mm-hmm. How can we um, buy into their process? I, I was um, sharing a story about my um, oldest really enjoys playing basketball. And so, and he's, again, I know that my children are a little bit younger, um, but just, the, I'll, I'll bring it back to the older children. But, you know, my child always asks me to play basketball. And sometimes that seems so exhausting. Most of the time it seems exhausting. And yet, if I continue to say no to him, he will eventually stop asking them. And so how do I kind of pick myself up and be intentional in those moments to lean in, to be curious, to be playful, so that when they are teenagers, that I already know that, oof, you know what? This is a cookie dough kind of moment that I know that it's 1115. And what I really want to do is go sit on the couch and do something for myself. But what's best for our relationship is if I stay here and I lean in and I start making cookie dough, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so I just love how watchful you were and then your ability to stay curious. I think the intentionality, is that a word? Mm -hmm. Intentionality you you had and then on top of it, staying curious were two things that really helped breed connection with, um, with you and your children. And I just think it's beautiful to watch as... Um, kind of coming into that season here in the next couple, you know, before I know it, really. It um, and just <laughs> yeah, knowing that good. there are times that we get to do that. And so I just appreciate uh, both of you guys sharing those those things that have been so helpful for you. Yeah. And I always wondered, Susan, like, how did y'all and hearing, how did y'all know when to like correct and engage or try to fix <laughs> what, what your kid was talking about and when to just listen. Mm-hmm. Does that question make sense? Because yeah. I find that teenagers have a much harder time like opening up and, and talking with adults. Well, I feel like we did it not very well lots of times. Like it's it was so hard to figure out. Sometimes where where do you choose that battle and where do you give grace? And I think it's just a reliance on God to know because it's it's, it's really hard to figure out. Yeah. And what Steve used to say, my husband, he used to always say, say what you need to say and walk away. He always said at the beginning of their teenage years, at first, he would say to me, this is total transparency here. But he said, Susan, you over explain Mm -hmm. everything. And uh, you have. (laughs) Uh, And he said, boys in particular, they don't listen at all. So you over explain everything, say what needs to be said and walk away. They're not going to like it, but they know the foundation of our love for them is true. It's real. Say what needs to be said and said and walk away. And so I learned to do that. I was trying because in my attempt, here's the thing about teenagers. And I will say that in my attempt to show what I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to show mercy. Uh, I'm going to show mercy. So I'm going to give chance after chance. I am teaching in particular 
Chad, as I've revealed, was the harder during the teenage years. In my attempt to give Chad, I will say he was the firstborn and the harder, I was not on purpose, but I was in essence letting him know you can't trust my my rule the first time. Because I'm in essence, if I told him as a teenager, be home at eleven and he got home at eleven twenty, okay now tomorrow night you've got to be home at eleven. Then the third night he'd be home at 11.40 because, you know, did I mean what I say and say what I mean? No. Versus Steve, be home at 11. He's home at 11.20. Steve goes, give me your car keys Mm. the very first time. So he's setting, you know, Steve, you can trust me, and I mean what I say. See, that develops trust instead of say what you mean, mean what you say, walk away. And it once I learned that, things did shift. And so there was not near the argument. Now, Chad didn't like it when Steve took his car keys away, but you know how long he didn't like it? 10 minutes. Then it was fine because there's a security and trust in believing what Steve said versus me thinking, oh, I'm the best mom. I'm giving him another chance. I'm doing all that. But inside, that's there's angst with that relationship. But then I learned how to do that. Does that help answer that question? Yeah, it sounds like being consistent in your rules is what actually provided safety for your kids. Absolutely. Like, I know my parents and they don't waver, they don't change. Kind of like how we look at God, like he doesn't change, but his heart is always good and loving and merciful, even in, here's the boundaries and the rules. That is merciful to us because it is protection. It is kind. 100%. It also lowers anxiety. That lowers anxiety in the relationship. Absolutely. When there's consistency, when everybody knows. And and again, my motive, my intent was pure. Mm-hmm. But yet, it was causing anxiety in my relationship with even Chad when I was trying to. Does that make sense? I think it makes absolute sense. And I think how even it's just landing for me right now, my heart is almost like freedom, which feels opposite. Uh huh. Right. Like as you're talking, I'm thinking it feels more like freedom to have mercy in that place and grace in that place and say, it's OK, I forgive you and have no kind of consequence for the boundary you had set. Yeah. Right. But as you're talking, I'm like, actually, the freedom comes with the boundaries. Yes. Right. There's actually more freedom whenever we put these boundaries and stick to the boundaries because then everybody knows where they stand then. Right. Yeah. Then we know the parameters and then we can live freely within the parameters. Um, and that creates safety. That creates trust. And that creates, um, I think what it leads to is the connecting times then in those cookie dough moments. Right. It, it like tritates each other. If I create a foundation of trust here where they know what I mean, what I say. Mm-hmm. Right. It's setting you up for success then. When you're trying to find their heart in those cookie dough moments. Yeah. Right. So I just feel like all of it builds on top of each other. All of it's building trust Mm -hmm. so that we can get to know each other's hearts more deeply, I think is what what it kind of leads to. Am I right on that? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. It says cookie dough moments. I know. So thank you, Chad, that you opened <laughs> up during cookie dough moments. So that's that's awesome. Because it sounds like then what you're also building is the kids are earning your trust. Yes. They're becoming adults. Yes, that's exactly right. Becoming right. adults. And that which segues us 
into parenting the adult child. And I don't know, Carrie, do we have time to go on that now? Or should we do the next podcast with parenting the adult child? But that's, that's a big topic right there, parenting the adult child. That is where circle talk really comes into play because the testimony for me personally, especially the boys being in their teenage years to going into parenting the adult child, learning how to release control, uh, that's that was a moment uh, I'll never forget going from the teenage years, face, I mean, nose to the carpet for hours asking God you know, my role, how to release control, especially, again, I go back to Chad, how to release that control, because I felt like I was trying to change my son. I was trying to do that. And and that's not God's, that, that's not his intent at all. And God, I really felt God really telling me, you are. And that's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to love him the way I love him. And that's not what I was doing. And I just remember it like it was yesterday, him allowing me to release, release Chad to him. And me, so what got changed was not Chad, it was me. So my heart, God changed my heart to love Chad just exactly the way God loves him. And everything changed after that. Now, isn't that just the way God works? You know, so he ch- I'm the one that got changed. And that's why, you know, circle talk means so much to me. And I literally, and that's why I teach it all the time. I, t- I work with my clients with it all the time. And in my heart and my brain, I do it every single day. Like, is that in my circle? How hey, do Susan, I release for that? For that might not know what circle talk is, can oh. you just do like a little con- a condensed like thought or summary of what that is? Oh, well, it's a, a, that's hard to do in just a moment, but it is about releasing what is in my circle and what's not my circle. It's what, what's God's business and what is ours. And it's about control and about what is lordship of your life, you know? And, uh, and so in this particular case, I was trying to, Brooke mentioned the word fix. What do we try to fix? What do we try to control? What do we try to change? Well, basically nothing. We have no control over anything in our life or we have, we cannot change or fix another human. And Circle Talks helps us with that. It helps us know what we're in control of. And we are in control of a few things. And you need to find out what that is. And you need to learn how to release. We're horrible at releasing control, horrible at releasing anything, um, because we're very capable people and we think, oh, they need help. Well, I think I'll just help them. Uh, they need fixing. I think I'll just fix them. And uh, But if God didn't tell us to do that, then we we are not supposed to do that. And uh, it's based on several different scriptures. And so, Carrie, could you tell them how to to find that book? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we're going to wrap up the podcast this episode in a few minutes. But if you guys are interested in learning more about Circle Talk, we'll put a link down in the description for you guys. So you can head to our website um, and you can get the book for yourself. It is actually newly updated and revised. And we're super excited about the changes that got made to it. That's right. And we'll do a video um, 
teaching uh, of that soon. Carrie, we're going to do that in a couple of months, and uh, we'll let you know about that soon. But it is the most requested talk and book uh, that we do, and we even have a T-shirt that says, that's not an in my circle, but it's, uh, we don't say it just as a quick little comment. It is a deep spiritual statement between you and God. And so, um, we will wrap up this podcast on that thought, and then we'll, we'll start the next podcast. I don't think we have time to really get into parenting the adult child right now, but we'll start the next podcast with that. So stay tuned and thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Tangible Truth Podcast, part of the KLRC Podcast Network.